0: Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host Ed Smith, and in this episode, I was joined by Vitor Barros, and we had a wonderful conversation about politics and spirituality, and uh, over the course of his life, how he's gotten to this point, and how the two intertwine. Tune in and enjoy. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your rights. Get up. Stand up. Don't give up the fight. recording uh yeah i think it's good
1: are we going We're,
0: we are going nice how you been, brother?
1: good how are you just chilling yeah. <laughs> so you're talking
0: about you've just been writing down notes on uh like documentaries and specific people and yeah numbers.
1: yeah uh there's uh i've been mostly focusing on like uh caribbean politics recently some more like the, the third world, global south, I just find it very interesting how you have these smaller countries trying to stand up against the uh, U.S. hegemony in uh, terms of foreign policy and how that connects to the kind of politics I want to, you know, build and create here.
0: Because, yeah, you texted me and you're like, bro, I'm so <laughs> lost. Like, you're like my political guru. What...
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He
0: said he passed away, and now you don't believe in any... Like, you didn't even know what to believe in.
1: Yeah, it was, like, two weeks ago. Uh, this really... The best one out there in YouTube. He just died, like, unexpectedly, and he was, you know, like, 36. So, he's really young, and I've just... Like, over these two weeks, I've just been, like, re-watching a bunch of his videos. Because, like, I was watching them, but I wasn't really, like, sitting down and trying to, you know, like, take in the information. But now I've just, like been spending like my days just like going rewatching old videos like writing down notes like that's pretty much like what
0: about him so appealing
1: well uh you know he focused a lot on you know he was he was very much like a a no bullshit type of guy where if you have like these people on like you know twitter always trying to start beef with everyone and like he really like knew like he he really knew uh How you know, where to take the movement forward, I felt like, where like you have so many people on Twitter who just trying to start fights with everyone, it's just so like it doesn't get us anywhere, if you know what I'm saying. Like,
0: yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: So, and he also did a lot on like foreign policy, like, he focused a lot on Brazil, which I appreciate, even though he is an American, he covered a lot of the global south and uh, you know, Cuba and so on. So, that was very much, and just his analysis in general, I'd say, is. You know best one out there so
0: it's interesting yeah and you like what is what has he changed for you because you said like your whole concept of politics has changed
1: yeah I mean it's just more of a like the spirituality around it I just feel like you know like a lot of people like are afraid to like talk about religion in the sense of like how it relates to politics if you know what i'm saying like i see that like the right wing kind of has like a monopoly on you know religion and on christianity when like there's no reason for it to be that way but it's just i get
0: what you're saying the
1: way it is you know yeah so i've I've also been focusing a lot on uh liberation theology which is how uh you have these like christian leaders these priests especially in like brazil during the, the dictatorship you have some people here in America and like they focus a lot on how like, you know, religion can, can liberate us from our oppressors. And uh I've been focusing a lot on that too. Just you know, I just think we need to build a more, you know, loving, more spiritual society and I think that like that's that's really what I've been focusing on a lot, that I really wasn't like I was like my politics was pretty much like a religious, if you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't really like like mix the two, but now I've really been seeing how both of them, you know, interact and yeah. intersect with each other.
0: What do you practice?
1: Well, I'm a I'm a Christian, so, like, you know, uh, what's the word? Presbyterian. Uh, and, like, there's, but, I mean, like, every religion has its ups and downs, so I'm, I'm definitely not one to judge anyone for what they practice.
0: What is your practice based around? What was that word you said? What, what word? Uh, you... You said Christian, and then you said, uh... Christian revolutionary? Yeah, I guess. I don't think that was <laughs> a word, but... Oh, well. I mean,
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah, there are some some Christian uh, Christian in America. Like, the most prominent one is Cornell West. He described himself as a, a Christian revolutionary and what it means to be a revolutionary. A Christian revolutionary, we need to realize, you know, the flaws in, you know, Christianity and how we transform you know the church and and so on. I mean, everyone every religion has its its flaws and uh we Christians need to take a hard look at where, you know, Christianity is is going forward. What
0: Pretty do you think sure. the flaws are in Christianity?
1: Well, right now I mean, you have a lot of uh right-wingers uh you know, preaching like prosperity gospel that they say that you know, if you if you like follow God and if you know like You know listen to him and uh you know if you do these things that you'll you know end up with a lot of money and a lot of wealth you know and then you have these you know these preachers with you know million dollar houses and you know three cars telling you know taking money from working class people and i mean a lot of the time it's just like you know it's it's mostly like just bullshit like these people will tell you that you know like you know they worked hard for god and they you know they did all these things and like that's why they're rich and they deserve that wealth but like at the end of the day it's like almost like you know just a scheme to take money from you know poor people yeah
0: I get what you're saying
1: yeah so so that's what uh I've been focusing a lot there's this uh you know this this uh Bob Marley song that says uh you know how well Bob Marley in general talks a lot about how you know, preachers say that we need to, you know, after you die, you know, you go to heaven and, uh, you know, so, like, all your suffering and, and in this world is worth it. Like, you know, you work and, you know, you get exploited, but it's worth it because when you die, you go to heaven. But, like, we need to make heaven and earth, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we can't, you know, allow...
0: There's no reason to hold on to this. Parent. Exactly.
1: There's, like, we can't allow for... Uh, you know we can't allow like we can't just give the earth to the the wealthy and like just like a lot of workers they'll be like you know that's what Mark says religion is the opium of the masses it's a way for people to like escape their living reality to where they're like you know yeah like they know they've been exploited and everything but like it's okay because you know when they die they'll they'll find heaven but like it doesn't have to be that way yeah it really doesn't you know and and that's that's the one thing it's because of greed. I mean that's one thing about religion that we really need to, you know, change is we can't let it, you know, be let it people, you know, use it as an escape from like reality. We need to like focus on you know people's material well beings and uh, you know just just uh, you know create a, a better earth and we can't just you know give up the earth you know in search of of heaven. But you know that's that's really what I've been saying. focusing on. You know. What None. have you been,
0: fo- like, what have you doing for yourself?
1: Well, you know, I've definitely, uh, you know, been, been praying more. I've tried to, you know, do some meditating, uh, you know, just trying to be nicer to people pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, like you just need to be, you know, nicer to people. There's a quote that says, you know, you have to be ruthless with institutions, but, you know, nice to individuals. And that's really what, you know, I'm trying to, trying to focus on. So. She
0: so you've been meditating.
1: Oh, well, I, I try, like, I've been going a lot to the beach, and, like, like was it uh, two days ago when I uh, I was there, and I was just, like, I was just, like, sitting down, and I just closed my eyes, and, like, I felt the breeze, and, like, the oceans, I was, like, you know, like, I, I, I felt like I was, That's dope. you know, part of, like, a bigger, you know, like, thing, if you know what I mean. That's
0: wild. Yeah. What have you been doing to meditate, just, like, closing your eyes? Like, do you do it before bed, or do you do it? You, uh, I mean, I I don't know. It's just like it's not a part of your
1: routine, really. I'll just do it like when I like feel it coming. You know, like like I was uh I was like in a long car ride and I was like you know listening to music and like I just close my eyes and just like let like you know my mind drift away and like I consider that to be meditating. You yeah, know? I so, hear you saying. Like, I don't really, like, plan it. I just, like, if I feel it, like, you know, happening, I just, like, you know, let it happen, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: I get what you're saying. Yeah. Meditation's odd, and it's so crazy, because, like, when you do do it correctly, you do get, like, an overwhelming feeling of, like, what you said. Like, you're part of something bigger. Do you know yeah,
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure,
0: bro. A big thing for me is um, when I meditate, just focus on my breath. Because the big concept of there's a guru I watch on YouTube, and he says how you could be in a meditative state all your life. You just need to live in the moment and be aware. And for meditation, I, there's times where I struggle to even meditate when I'm setting time aside to meditate. But the biggest thing to get me there is just focus on my breath. And then when a thought comes in, observe the thought, acknowledge it, and then let it go and focus back in on my breath. Yeah. And that's that's when I get into that flow state. Yeah, and that's, that's when true. you actually... That's if you do that before every day, you feel like a million bucks. Positivity towards people, it it just flows out of you.
1: Yeah, I feel that. I mean, for me, it's just like it's it's tough for me not to like just think of stuff because like my mind is just every. Like,
0: it's tough for everyone to stop stop thinking is a crazy concept. Yeah, our brains are made to just constantly think, constantly problem solve. You know,
1: like my mind is just like constantly like thinking about like different things, and it's just like it's just tough for me to like. Like, sometimes I'll just be, like, in a different, like, state of mind. And I'll just be, like, relaxed. But, like, other times I'm just, like, trying to, like, like think and just, like... Like, that's why, like, lately I've been writing a lot of things down. Like, and you'll see, like, those sticky notes. They're just things that, like, my mind just starts thinking of. And I just, like, have to write them down. Because it's just, like, I don't want it, like, to go to waste, if you know what I'm saying.
0: It's, like, insightful thoughts, yeah.
1: So, like, I just have these, like, thoughts all the time. And it's, like, I've just, like been ready them now which is better but like i mean i don't think it's all bad to just you know be thinking about these things but you know i definitely stress you out uh not really but i mean politics in general is just you know stressing but i've got to say that recently i've definitely been uh more hopeful with you know all the young people who were previously you know apolitical who are now like really uh you know like trying to you know post about these things and inform people like after the George Floyd killing uh you know there was like a couple weeks like a week or two after and I saw all those people you know all those young people at the protests and all those things like I really I really felt like you know there was hope for like a, a better world so like but in general I mean politics can be stressful but like, I, I haven't been that stressed about it. I, I really think that there's... I mean, you can't
0: get too wrapped up in it. Yeah. You got to watch out for yourself, you know?
1: Yeah, I really think there's a, a path forward just, you know, for for all of us.
0: A hundred percent. And everybody's become more charismatic during this time. Or you see them kind of fall off and just get stuck in within themselves, you know? Well, I think I, I know that our future's bright as a whole and like our generation is gonna be the catalyst of this you know yeah and like it's like we're always told like oh we're the <laughs> like you're the worst generation in a sense like you guys are like on your phones playing video games doing all this stuff but in a sense we get a lot of things that adults don't get yeah you know?
1: i mean they don't you don't understand and like we can use like obviously i recommend for everyone to like log off of twitter but like
0: you know and twitter I'll... is dude twitter needs to see it deleted <laughs> Twitter, I mean, there's no no good aspects of Twitter anymore. I definitely
1: think people should just log off their phones sometimes, but like we can use these tools to you know organize. But I mean, obviously it's better to do it like you know face to face in person. But like, like to see like people posting on Instagram and like that's definitely you know a positive thing. And a lot of these older people like they just don't understand you know.
0: Yeah. About that. It's it's all about intent with technology and stuff like that. If you have a good intent with it then yes it's useful but if you have bad intent then it could just it could be harmful of course yeah yeah for sure bro but um so you've been writing down your thoughts do you do you dream i mean dream? like do you have dreams yeah yeah you, sleep? Yeah. Do you I, write I, those down no why not
1: my dreams are just like crazy like they don't make any sense
0: yeah but if you wrote <laughs> them down they might make sense i mean i guess
1: but like i don't know it's something that i i haven't really
0: given a lot of thought how do you write your dreams i write down every dream every night i have six or seven <laughs> dreams and i write down every single one not we're not like play by play but i write down like the theme of each one and then i remember the whole thing do you think there's like a deeper message in them yes bro there you're when you're dreaming bro you are hopping through dimensions or something <laughs> your brain is you're in a different universe i don't
1: know like they're mostly weird like i will like start the dream with one person and then like end up with like another person out of nowhere and just like be in one room and just end up in another room like it's just like weird i don't know
0: maybe if i wrote them down there would be some sense but like dreams are something special but think about it though <laughs> we as humans we all sh- have to we have to get rest our bodies need to sleep our body shut down, and then our brain plays this wild movie of some sort. That's and, true. And the thing, <laughs> when, you, when you, what I've been working on is lucid dreaming, where you can control the yeah. dream, and once you become the dream, then you're, you are basically a time traveler in a sense. In your, in your sleep, you're just jumping through I dimensions guess. and exploring the universe. It's wild, bro. Like... People brush off dreams, but we really need to be looking into dreams. I mean,
1: I have, I've had some, like, some dreams, like, like, for example, when, uh, my grandfather died, uh, three years ago, like, it was tough, but, like, you know, like, I had a dream that, like, I was at his funeral, and, like, he showed up, and he was, like, like, don't worry about me, like, go do your thing, like, I'm in a better place, and, like, that's really how, like, I got over his death, and, like, that's kind of crazy. To, That's like, think wild, about. bro. That's <laughs> fucking wild. Like, <laughs> no? do you know what I'm
0: saying? That's literally, yeah. like, his soul coming to you and telling you he's okay.
1: Yeah, like, that was definitely, like, comforting. But, like, other than that, like, I haven't really. Like, my dreams are mostly just, like, stuff that I do during the day. And I'm thinking a lot <laughs> about. And then, like, like, if I'm, like, binge-watching, like, a TV show, like, yeah. I'll end up in a TV show.
0: Of course. I mean, I have some dreams like that. Like, last night, I was hanging out with Noah Stemple. And there was a bunch of skunks around us. And then in my dream, my dog and I had to fight like a gang of skunks. And like weird shit like that happens sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, maybe that doesn't mean much. But then I have other wacky dreams <laughs> about a specific person who's like, I could see they're in pain or something like that. And then later in on in my life, like week, a couple weeks or so, I get to a conversation with them that's deep. And like they release a lot on me. And like... Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like my dreams tell me what to do. That's crazy.
1: Like, my dreams too, like, like there was a period that, like, I was really stressed in my life and, like, every night I'd be dreamed that, like, I was getting chased and it would, like, suck because, like, I didn't want to go to sleep because, like, I just knew that, like, I dreamed about getting chased and I was, like, yeah, that was, like, wild. Yeah. I feel like dreams really do reflect, like, how you're feeling inside, oh, yeah, you know? 100%. Cause like a lot of, a lot of time, like you don't even know that you're stressed, you know? And then you have like, you keep having these dreams and you're like, I was like, well, why do I keep getting chased? You know? And then I realized like, you know, I need to release some stress in my life.
0: How do you release stress?
1: I mean, uh, mostly like, like going to the gym, like working out, wrestling was like really, relieved really a lot of stress, like jujitsu you know like these like mostly like sports like like combat sports where like you have like you're able to like release stress on other people yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like it, it it doesn't sound like you know good but like it's not violent sports, <laughs> not. yeah They're, i mean they seem violent in the sense that it's your will versus another person's will but, but i mean like
1: jujitsu you're like choking someone it's not like the nicest thing in the world to do to someone but you're not knowing
0: <laughs> get like if you think about it no one in wrestling, you usually don't get hurt. In like yeah. in jujitsu, you usually don't get hurt. MMA and boxing and other styles yeah. of combat sports. Yes, you are beating the shit out of each other. But those two sports that you do are like a interesting mm-hmm. subcategory because you like it's just the yeah strength. There's of no like like striking or anything. Yeah, no striking, no damage. It's just the strength of one another versus each other.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're great for sure. I I recommend everyone to uh, pick up wrestling or, or jiu-jitsu in your life. Do you wish you did wrestling all four years? Yeah, but, like, I don't think I could have because of soccer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, right.
1: but, like, like if, if I had done it, like, I, I would have been a beast. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I I had some, like, jiu-jitsu knowledge to definitely help me. Like, when I was, like, putting in hooks and shit and people, like, didn't know what to do. Like, that was definitely... Is yeah. that legal? Yeah, like, when I pull like, my, my legs in. Oh,
0: oh, and you threw legs in. You know how <laughs> I threw legs in before. Yeah, yeah. I, like,
1: already knew how to do it coming in, so, like, it's great. Like, people don't know how to, like, deal with that. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> legs, legs is... People who throw in legs are, uh... It's a whole new, like... It's the next step to wrestling. Like, you have, you have basic wrestling skills, and then whoever knows legs... Just wins, and then once yeah. once he gets legs versus legs, then you have a good matchup. It's, it's but. funny
1: because it's kind of like I don't know how to like make an analogy, but it'd be like if you were like just starting to cook, but you already knew how to cook like lobster, or like you already knew like how to do this super advanced skill, even though you don't know like the basic. Yeah, and it's just like I get what you're saying. It's just like weird, you know. But like for me, it's just like it's just so easy to do. It's like I don't understand why more people don't do it. Cause like I'd be wrestling these guys that have like wrestled varsity for like a couple years and like, like most of them did not know what to do with them, mm. you know? So like, like m- most of the time I didn't win, but most of the time I just like, you know, rode on their back for two minutes and like, it definitely frustrated the shit out of them. So, <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, that was, you know, it was fun for
0: sure. That's dope. Yeah, definitely have not been able to do that lately. Wrestling? What have you been doing to keep in shape? Uh, I mean, I've I just been
1: going to the gym, uh, I was doing some, like, running, but, like, I don't run anymore, but, uh...
0: Are you all done with soccer? Yeah,
1: yeah. Was I mean, it? I don't know if I'm going to do it in college, but I think I'm done for yeah. now. I, I just, like, do it for fun now. Like, it's it's better for me, too, like, I'm, like... Because it was getting to a point where, like, it was just really stressful, and I wasn't, like, enjoying it, you know? When? Like, i say, like, last summer, uh, you know, last summer, like, I was, I was competing club soccer, like, the highest level, and it was just, like, it was just very stressful. My coach was, like, just annoying, and, like, he would yell a lot for, like, dumb things, and it was just, like, stressful, so I was, like, it yeah. They took the fun out of it? Yeah. It was, like,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: so, but, like, it's...
0: How but, is high school soccer?
1: High school soccer is different cuz it's just like it's hard to describe it but like this the gameplay like the style is is just different like like club soccer is much more like technical you'll get like much more like like skilled players whereas like high school soccer is just like it's very like fast paced like very physical and it's like you know it's just it's just different yeah so So, uh, how, I know last time we had this podcast, oh, or... yeah.
0: you were on, you were on original one, one of the original five episodes. Yeah. What happened at that? Oh my God, dude. That episode was so bad. Looking back at it. Cause I was just trying to sound like I was just trying to sound smart. <laughs> like I was just trying to pull out all the facts on you about like why I believed in what. Dude, like, I'm telling you, I've reached a point, I don't give, like, I don't give a fuck about politics that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know who I'm going to vote for for local government and stuff like that. And at this point, like, I'm not focused on the whole nation. I've seen how divided we've gotten. And, like, now my main focus is just on, like, how's Massachusetts doing? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's really where you're affected, you know? Yeah. I mean, Massachusetts has some
1: interesting races. Uh, September 1st is our primary good Senate race, Ed Markey over Kennedy. Uh, You want Ed Markey? Yeah, of course. Really? Why? You're a Kennedy guy? I mean, most people that I know are are pretty strongly for Markey.
0: Well, the thing is with Markey is if he gets voted in, he's going to stay in for a while, and I don't know if I exactly want him to be in. Why not? I don't know too much about him, but I do know... i watched a couple of his things, and, like, I saw him, like, showing off his bilingualness and stuff like that, and kind of, like, avoiding the question when he had that debate with, um... with When it was him and Marky, when it was Kennedy and Marky, when they had that debate, like, it just seemed like he was... Like, he didn't know his, like, he didn't, he wasn't confident in his own answers, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean,
1: Marky you know, definitely isn't the most skilled politician. Like, he's no, like, Obama when it comes to, like, the way he speaks. Oh, yeah, Obama's a different breed, though. Like, you know, like, Obama was, obviously, knew how to, you know, talk and, you know, get elected. Marky is definitely not that type like he's not the the most articulate type but i think his his policies definitely you know speak for themselves and i mean kennedy is definitely you know just i i think he's mostly you know just running on his name and
0: uh i mean i agree with that and uh i'm telling you like i don't that's the thing because i the reason i want to vote for kennedy is because i know he won't be in for long what do you mean like, he won't be in... What do you mean? He like, he's not it? gonna serve multiple terms. He's gonna... He he will be replaced because of how old he is, but I don't want Marky because once he goes in, he will stay in for a while because he's younger. Bro. You got them confused, bro. Which one's the old one? <laughs> Marky's the old one. Kenny's the young ginger kid. Kenny's the young ginger... Yeah. Bilingual one. Yeah. Alright, I don't <laughs> like... Alright, I guess we're on the same page. Dude, that's how, that's how much I don't care. Like I, oh, I'm telling you. Like, I have not been paying attention it ever since no. I've been... I've just been looking at myself lately. I have not been paying attention to any of it. It's, Dude, like, it's crazy. I've hit a point where it's like... It will just figure itself out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you're panicking about, like... Not panicking, but you said you were stressing out about politics and stuff like that. But yeah. you hit a point where, like, now there's hope for you. Yeah. Like... I hit that point where there's hope, but, like, there's not much I could do right now, and I'm kind of just waiting for the future and letting this play out. You get what I'm saying? I mean, for me, it's just, like, I was talking about these things for so long,
1: and it was kind of, like, just no one was, like, paying attention. But then, like, after the George Floyd killing, people started to, like, you know, wake up. And it's really good to, like, see from that Black Lives Matter movement, from the, you know, killing of George Floyd, that, like, bigger systemic issues are being talked about. Like now, like you had people who were like completely apolitical talking about how we need to like redistribute wealth <laughs> and like bring down capitalism. And it's just like- Do
0: you, do you know? believe in capitalism? I
1: mean, what, what do you mean by do I believe in capitalism?
0: What like do you mean by- you that? just said that like, do you believe in distributing the wealth because you, I mean, you kind of just said, like, you compared two different aspects, no, no. I guess. No,
1: no, I'm saying that, that like, people that were mostly apolitical, you know, got involved because of the Black Lives Matter movement, but now they're talking about other systemic issues. Oh, okay, know? I get
0: what you're saying.
1: Like, people started talking about Black Lives Matter, but now it's been, trans. like, now people are talking about, like, you know, like, uh, environmental justice, you know, environmental you know, like, how climate change affects, you know, brown and black people. Now we're talking about, you know, our wars in the Middle East, like, Yemen, Libya, you know, like.
0: I mean, this time has just given us to see all the issues we have.
1: But, like, like, no one was talking about, like, you know, Yemen, like, before, like, you know, before 2020. But, like, now people are really, you know, it's time to wake up. And, you know, that's what what gives me hope for sure. And I think that, you know, young people are definitely going to you know, go out and, uh, you know, vote more and, uh, you know, even more than vote, people should, you know, go out, phone bank for candidates you like, you know, volunteer, like all these things that, you know, because like that's, that, that is how we, we bring change in this country, you know, you have to get involved or else you can't just stay home and like, you know, tweet things and think that's enough activism, you know, like you do have to go out there and you have to, you know fight, you know, there's this, this good quote by Mukar Cabral, who was a Cape Verdean, uh, you know, independence leader. And he, he says, uh, claim no easy victories. So you don't want to claim any easy victories. You want to go out there and you want to, you know, do what you can to, you know, fight for, for justice. And, uh, I, I see a lot of people doing that, you know, like I want to shout out, like, you know, Sarah Hayward, who was just telling our, our Gov group chat to go from phone bank for, Red Markey, like you know, like she's out there, she's doing the work, and like that's what what gives me hope. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Do you you know about what's going on in Hong Kong? Yeah. Does that scare you at all? What and the fact that like companies keep it under wraps.
1: Well, you mean the the extradition law in Hong Kong and the protests.
0: Yeah, and how like. It seems like things have settled out, but it's not. And it it's just companies keeping, like, things on the, the D-low, basically. And, like, if you go a big thing, like, the NBA doesn't do anything. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. The NBA, so the NBA created these jerseys where you could write anything you want on it, right? Yeah. You could write, like, F the police. You could write anything. <laughs> I and don't you, think you could write no, that. No, you can. You, you could, could write you absolutely could write, anything. You can write, fuck the police. Yeah, but if you write, free Hong Kong they say, this is not appropriate and we can't print this on shit. I mean, trade.
1: you think if they, they wrote, like, you know, Communist Revolution, they let you go. <laughs> <don't wear> it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, like, you know... The fact that you can't write Free Hong Kong is sus. I mean, I don't think you'd be able to write Free Palestine either, but... Why? Well, I mean, just because there's such a, you know... Just a... It's a very taboo issue to talk about Israel and Palestine, you know, but... In terms of Hong Kong, it's just... I mean, it's kind of ironic how like you have these like conservative types talking about, you know, the Hong Kong movement and how, you know, we need Hong Kong, you know, freedom. But then when you have, you know, these movements happen in America, they, they condemn it and say, you know, people should, you know, they shouldn't go out there and protest, you know, like it's it's very hypocritical, but there's some parts of the Hong Kong movement that I support, obviously, some parts that I oppose. Uh, but. You know, at the end of the day, like, these corporations are not going to do anything to hurt their, you know, profit. Like, that's just the fact. And the NBA realizes that China is a huge market. So they're definitely not going to want to, you know, upset the Chinese government. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So. I get you. But, I mean, you have these movements happening pretty much all over the world. Do you think they'll
0: die out as we go back to normal life?
1: I mean, I think it's going to be a while till we go back to normal life. If you if you look at, you know, what's happening with, with COVID, you have, you know, you have like 30% of renters who, you know, can't pay their rent. You have, you know, 30 million people who, who went hungry last week. You have all these things. You have, you know, Congress who was, you know, completely, you know... <laughs> Incompetent and unable to, you know, negotiate any sort of plan. You have, you know, two parties that that don't stand up for, you know. Either neither party stand, you know, stands up for, you know, the people. So I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long time
0: until things go back to normal, especially with the virus. Joe Rogan had an economic expert on, and he thinks that we're gonna go into a great depression.
1: I mean, if you see. GDP dropped by, you know, 32%, uh, the annual rate, which would be divide that by four, which is, uh, you know, like eight to 9%, uh, in this quarter, that's how much GDP dropped. So that is like the biggest fall. Like that's the biggest drop since the great depression. I just think that people aren't really like, we still have like the eviction moratoriums where like people can get kicked out of their homes. But, like, you know, it's going to, it's all going to, like, you know, collapse soon. And, like, I think that it's, like, the American empire is going to collapse with it because I don't see, I, I, I just can't see how, like, Amer- the American empire can hold, like, with this much level of, you know, of of misery and, and you know, how, how much people are suffering. Like, I don't think that we can, you know, go on for much longer.
0: Yeah. A lot of people would agree with that. And a lot of people, um like a lot of immigrants I've talked to from work and stuff like that have the countries they flee from, like Brazil and stuff like that, they've said that when they saw their government collapsing it looks just like America now. And they see us following that same that same pathway.
1: I mean Trump is just like the worst person to have in power right now. And in a sense like I can't really say that, like, you know, America deserved it, but like, like in a sense, yeah, we had it coming, you know. Because think about it, like the chickens came home to roost, you know.
0: He's a perfect mirror of America. Let's be real. We love drama. We love (laughs) reality TV. We love people who make like we love watching people who are gangsters, basically. Yeah. That's what we like to watch, and now he we got all that, and we we hate it because it's leading us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, like America definitely had it coming uh you know and i think that you know definitely the you know the democratic party and the republican party had it coming and they're definitely you know responsible for the mess we're in right now and uh you know we we honestly could not have a worse time to have a president trump than now and we've seen how you know yeah. <laughs> just completely incapable he has been i mean if you see look at other countries like pretty much every other country with the exception of like brazil and the united states like knows how to handle this virus and like we do know like you know like like we can follow what these other countries are doing and what the science tells us but like it's tough when you have like you know 30 percent of the country that doesn't believe in science or in just, like facts you yeah. know
0: so it's like and it's funny because they actually don't believe in it. it's just because they're stubborn in their ways i mean yeah Yeah, it's like... Like, let's be real. At their core, they know they're wrong, but they just want to keep fighting the fact that they're right.
1: I mean, for, like, for Trump, like, it's just crazy because, like, like, facts just don't matter to him, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, there's, like, no other way of putting it. Like, you know? Like, I don't think that we've... Like, we've had some pretty dumb people. Like, you know, Bush was an idiot, but, like, I don't think that we've had someone who's just, like, being, like given information and, like, just refuses to, like, accept it, like Trump, you know? So, yeah, and, and the, the problem is, like, he has, like, a cult following of, like, 30% of the country that just, like, does everything he tells them to, and it's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna be able
0: to bring these
1: people back to reality, honestly.
0: Yeah. What got you into politics? Like, why are you so interested? Uh...
1: Definitely, like, the 2015, 2016 Bernie run got me in, and uh, I just, I've just been, you know, ever since then, like, I've just been following this stuff, and, like, there was a brief period after the Trump presidency where I just stopped for a little, but... Like, now I've just been back,
0: like, I'm always, you know, like... No, yeah, but from a young age, you've been super interested in all this stuff, and, like, you've already said that, you've already had, you've announced that you want to run for president and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I don't think that,
1: uh, I don't know if I could get elected, but... <laughs> I mean, you can't until you're 35 anyways. But, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not even born in America, so I can't even be American yeah, president, that's but but like i don't I don't know if like I don't think that like my thing will be running so much as like organizing, but I mean we'll see uh ever since a young age, you know Bernie definitely got me into these things, and I've just been moving further and further, you know left for sure, and uh it's it's definitely tough not to be radicalized when you see everything that's going on you know in America,
0: yeah. So, um, are you going to school this fall? Yeah. What school are you going to? UMass. What? Oh, yeah. Um, what are you going into? Uh,
1: it's this major called uh, social thought and political economy.
0: What's the, what's the end goal? As of right now, I know it's going to change. What probably. do you mean? Like, what, like, like, the job opportunities after? Oh. Uh,
1: you know, I, I've been thinking that, like... I want to lead my own like guerrilla army and like lead like socialist revolutions in the Caribbean and like you know just pretty much a big global socialist government that like watches everyone all the time and you know and one where like you know we 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 put all the bankers in guillotines and we <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm kidding obviously I mean I don't know uh. Probably, like, going to organizing, like, organizing maybe, like, nonprofits, labor unions, uh, you know, movements, stuff like that. Maybe organizing, like, you know, campaigns, political campaigns, or, like, political parties. But, I mean, I don't know. Things could could happen, but.
0: Yeah. Are you looking forward to school?
1: Yeah. I think that I definitely found people who, you know, some people would share my my interest and that's
0: going to school there yeah how'd you find them
1: the 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 group chat the, the facebook group chat oh yeah, yeah yeah so it's a you know i am looking forward to it but uh yeah yeah
0: you don't seem like you're looking forward to it
1: i mean i don't know i'm gonna be here in the fall anyway so
0: oh you're not going to no.
1: school i'm not gonna go there in the fall I'm going to... It's going to be, like, online in the yeah. fall. And then I'll go out there in the spring. That's tough. Yeah. But it is what it is. Just got to bang out the class card. It's here. Yeah. You working? Oh, I uh, applied for a job at uh, Welly's. Oh, that's dope. And I... Uh, I do, like, this... Like, my dad is, like, a soccer team. And I'll, like, like, you know, coach them, Like, and I do that, like, four times a week. Like give like soccer practice and it's like you know just just like something fun to earn like a little extra money you know yeah but i'm not like a very materialistic person like i don't need
0: you know you do need financial freedom though yeah but like we do need to build up financial i don't like foundation now
1: no yeah i get what you're saying but like (sighs) but like a lot of people go like and they they work as like like for the wrong reasons i feel like but like
0: I get you're I'm not
1: really, like, you know... I don't have, like, a, a very, you know, like, expensive lifestyle, you know, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Like, I work now to save up for after college and to pay for college. Like, I'm... All my work right now is just going into the bank to have an easier life later, yeah you know?
1: that's definitely what I'm going to do, too, for sure.
0: Like, I don't get Like, I don't... Dude, I... All my shirts are, like, free shirts I got from sports. And, I got like,
1: this... This hoodie here I got from one of my mom's clients, like, but it's a nice hoodie.
0: Yeah, just take what you can get, bro. <laughs> like, and if it isn't like broken, don't fix like it. Like most, you know what I'm like a
1: lot of the clothes I'm like I get are like given to me, or I will get them like at Marshalls, or they get like you know, like Savers and like you know,
0: so. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, makes sense. Like I don't, I don't spend money on. Sh- Dude, I haven't bought in, the biggest purchase for me this summer in terms of like a material was these shoes and it was cause I had a $50 coupon to the store and they were on sale for $80. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 30 bucks for shoes. Like that's like, just keep, that's all I do is think how to spend the least amount of money. And like, I'm also very blessed to have parents who can provide money for school for me. Not the whole thing, of course, but like yeah. they're going to help me through the way and stuff like that. and um, yeah, I, I can
1: respect that. I think it's some of the times like I'm just like baffled by just like how expensive
0: dude, it's college ridiculous. is. Ridiculous! It is absolutely ridiculous.
1: And like, like it doesn't have to be this way, but like it just, it just is. And a lot of the things that like gets me like really sick too is how like for a lot of these like lower income people like they don't really have a choice but like to go into the military, and like the, like the effects that that has for, like, so many people who, like, just want, like, an education and they have to, like, end up in, like, you know, like, the military. It's just, like, I mean, it's
0: it's not a good system we have, but... And we don't have a good system to afford it in the sense that even if you do take out a loan, the interest on it is ridiculous. So it's going to end up costing a third more of what you took it out for. Yeah. It's a ridiculous system. I mean, and, like... America
1: is pretty much like the only country in the world that like does this and like it really doesn't have to be this way but it is a part of it too is like you know a lot of these like you know branches of the military like exceed their recruiting goals from just like you know lower working class people who you know have no other choice and like the military becomes like 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 you know an opportunity for a better life but like like we shouldn't be forced to, you know, join the military to want a better better life. Yeah, you know? 100%. Like, if, if you want to, you know, join the military and, like, do your thing, like, you know, like, obviously, US military is not the, uh, you know, you have people like the the known Chomsky type who, you know, says that United States is number one, you know, terrorist state in the world, and, like, the military, like, you know, commits these acts of atrocities. So like, but I mean, some people really do do it because they feel like they have a duty to their country, mm-hmm. and like I mean, that's fine. But but like you shouldn't be you shouldn't feel like you're forced to.
0: Yeah, you know, like that's that's where like it's the only option. Yeah, to get the schooling and stuff like that. It sucks. It really does. And there will be change. It might not be for us, but. It will happen at some point. I do really believe in, like, public college schools happening in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean... Because think about it. If our generation grows up having to deal with it but wanting to make it better, then we'll be the professors and teachers who will take those pay cuts and stuff and, like, we'll be the people running the schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, our generation sees all the bad things and all the issues. Yeah. We will fix them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just how that's human and nature. Like
1: I mean, like a lot of these things too. Like, like like older people don't realize like how expensive college is. I'm talking about like older older people yeah, who yeah. went to like college for like fifty bucks a semester and like you know like they they got like a summer job and like pay their way through college. Like you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, like a lot of these older people don't understand the struggles that you know, the younger generations have to face. I mean, especially, like, the millennial generations. Like, they got, like, screwed, like, badly. Like, you know,
0: they came into... That's how food trucks got invented, because no one could afford (laughs) restaurants.
1: Like, they came into the workforce, and, like, you know, after the 2008 financial crisis, the workforce, and, like, they... You know, they really suffer the worst out of any generation, for sure. And then there's just, like, the Gen X generation that, like, no one speaks of, because there's, like, three people in them. <laughs> like there's no one but but i mean the the gen Z generation definitely gives me hope uh a lot of young people who you know are very informed in these things and you know definitely more informed than than old people you know think,
0: yeah, for sure, a hundred percent I think older people underestimate us, but hey. They won't see, I guess. I was going to say they will see, (laughs) but I guess they won't see because by the time we're there, they most likely will not be here.
1: I mean, a part of it, too, like, like what happened, because, like, you know, in the 60s, you've just had, like, all these, like, young people fighting for, like, you know, civil rights, fighting for, like, you know, like, gay rights, women's rights, like, all these things, and now, like, they're, like, the most reactionary type people. It's like, like, what happened, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's baffling, for sure, mm. but, I mean, young people are definitely, I'd say, the most progressive generation in a long time.
0: Long I mean, we'll see, time will tell, as of right now, it seems like that, but, it's almost hard not to be progressive, in the, like, and, let's be real, we live in Massachusetts, you know what I'm saying, like. We yeah. don't know how it is in the South. We don't know how it is in other states. Like, this is the most progressive state. That's why we're see- we seem like this. and That's why we feel like this. But, like, there could be kids who are down South who don't think progressively like this. You know what I'm saying? Who are still stuck in their ways because they see the success of their parents, in a sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, with the... I do have great hope in us, and I believe that, but we can't generalize that all of our generation's progressive and all older people aren't, you know what I'm saying? Because there's also yeah. older people here who, like, it just depends on the environment because there's a, I mean, I know my parents are progressive. I know my, like, grandfather even is progressive, you know, and, like, they might be considered, I, they are old in a sense, but they get it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've got to say,
1: my parents are not progressive. No. Worst type of reactionary po- politics you can think of. But the thing is, like, too, like, my grandfather in brazil he was actually you know like a student activist and he was actually imprisoned by the the dictatorship in brazil and it's just kind of crazy because like like he knew all these people that like would later become a part of uh you know like the brazilian left you know who like came from the same movements that he came from and like somehow my parents just like don't understand like I I I, I don't get it. But you know, Ed, like, how how are you feeling with like the, the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement and how you know politics is the future.
0: I mean, I'm on a whole, I'm on a whole different level of uh, like, consciousness. I feel like like, I don't know if you listen been listening to the podcast, but with the one with Angie, she talked about how like. She doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter and she doesn't not believe in Black Lives Matter. My And I agree with what she's saying in the sense that everybody just needs to pay attention to themselves right now. If we want real change, everyone needs to understand. We I understand, like, we have the bigger picture. We're trying to help everybody here, but people are trying to help everybody else when they haven't even helped themselves yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's people who haven't figured themselves out when they're trying to save the world. S- step one, like, get yourself right and then start working on the people around you don't try to change the world all in one big big movement you know what i'm saying like i i understand it and i really agree with the concept of protesting what you believe in but at the same time i'm finding greater change now just by fixing myself in the sense that i found what was what made me feel bad in my life and made myself feel good and now i'm ready to make other people feel good and now they feel good and they're making more people feel good and the next thing you know we're already on the same page you know yeah like right now people are just lost because they're not understanding they're not looking at themselves and i think once everyone starts to realize they need to figure themselves out before they try to figure the world out will have real progression then you know because
1: i definitely agree with you know the sentiment that you know you need to learn how to love yourself before you can love others 100 percent. you know if if you can't even love yourself you know how are you gonna love other people but you know and i think that once you you really love yourself like you understand other people better Uh you know like, you understand, like, all these people... you more compassionate. You know, all these people have, you know, different, you know, lives, and they all have their own things to do. And, like, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you, you know. Like, you're just one person, you know, and, like,
0: 7 billion people yeah. all have their own lives. and Just as complex with yeah. the same amount of pain.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, everybody has a bag of shit, and, like, you can't see it right away. But, like, that's what's been so eye-opening about this podcast is, like, I hit a point in every podcast where someone drops some shit. Like, I was like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, that's crazy that they're living with that and still act, like, so normal. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. when I say normal, I mean, like, okay. But deep down, they're not okay, you know? And the fact that they're talking about it, it's already the step to getting better.
1: But, I mean, even with the the Black Lives Matter movements, like, like, once you understand that, like, all these people have complex lives, like, you need to understand that, like, like, you need, like to you know like have solidarity and have compassion with them like you understand like if they feel pain like you need to feel their pain too yeah you know you can't be you know like like separate from like everyone's suffering you know but like we need to work together and uh you know like if, if you're suffering and like if, if you know you're going hungry and if you don't have a home like that's got to you know that's got to affect you too and like that's the that's really yeah. what i feel like
0: the concept of unity and that we all are one we all rise together it's not you push someone down and rise up no yeah. you just put someone down farther and you're in the same spot you were before everybody rises together and that's how and that's a natural law of the earth
1: that's really how what i feel that you know leftism is about is you know everyone working together and uh you know like providing in a sense for each but other it's
0: also kind of like screw the rich and not work together uh, but just take away from them and but i
1: mean if you look at how okay now we're gonna get into like like Marxist theory but like if you like look at how you know rich people make their
0: wealth like they it's based off of the exploitation yeah, of lower class yes yes exactly i just think the whole system i i but, think there's no reason to put more time into the system we are using. I think a economic crash will be more beneficial than negative, and it might suck in the moment, but I think we'll realize how to build up an actual society that's going to be functioning. Because, like you said, people are starting to realize they need to understand. And if we break down our society to the weakest point it has been to, everybody begins to look back at themselves and understanding, and then we build back up a, an economy and a, a political structure based off of this concept of us all having self-love like then we'll have a successful society we're realizing what we're realizing is no matter what we do with the plan we have right now it's not going to work not everybody's going to be happy the way our systems run there has to be a lower man there has to yeah yeah for sure and i I see this every day when i go in and out of liquor stores because there's people whose liquor stores are just staying afloat, and they're staying afloat off of Alkies who go in there at eight a.m. and just drink their lives away. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they say I don't like doing it, but I—they're my money.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, we don't offer these people like an alternative, really. It's like it's what they have to do. Yeah. You know, and like that—that that goes into like my further crit- critique of, you know, a lot of people on the right, like they don't, like I mean, obviously, you know, I—I I respect everyone but you know, like like their politics is really devoid of, you know, like love and like of, of empathy with other people. You know, like it's, it's almost like a sense of like entitlement where it's like, you know, like I did this. So like, you know, I should get to keep this. Where in reality it's like, you did not work for all that money. Like, you know, you had people who went in there and you know, they put work for you and you know, you underpaid them and that's how you made your money. So like, you know, but, but like that just goes into what I'm saying. Like what I was telling you about that time I texted you was just like societal critique in a whole, like we're just so focused on like, you know, material things and like, Greed. you know, and it's so focused on like, you know, how rich this person was or, you know, like look at Jeff Bezos, like, you know, or, you know, look at these like, like I saw a tweet from like, you know, a good friend of mine, but he was like like you know praising like JP Morgan is like the worst you know like the worst uh one of the worst monopolists from the the Gilded Age and it's like these are not the people that you should be emulating your life after you know you should not be trying to emulate your life after like you know <laughs> monopolists from the Gilded Age like those are literally the worst types of people you know but it's it's just like a critique of the society as a whole you know you can't really blame the individual it's it's what we're taught to, yeah. you know, it's really what we're taught to, you know, praise and, and we're not really taught to, you we know. We need to
0: praise give and take, you know. Yeah, right for now sure. we're just taught to take. No one's taught to give, and that's a big concept that we need to start learning.
1: And and obviously that goes, you know, into into politics, and especially the kind of politics that that I'm trying to build is one of, you know, global solidarity not only for, you know all the people in in america but you know these countries all over the world and it's it's very important to connect their struggles you know with with our struggles you know it's very important to like connect black lives matter to you know apartheid in in palestine Mm -hmm. and you know south african apartheid back in the you know the 80s like these things are all you know connected you know you can't talk about you know, you can't talk about South African apartheid without talking about the Cuban Revolution. You know, and you can't talk about, you know, like... Like, you can't talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter without talking about, you know, Palestine. And you can't talk about Palestine without talking about South Africa. Like, these things are all interconnected. And, you know, we need to understand that the world doesn't just revolve around us. In America, it's it's, it's bigger than that.
0: Mm. I don't know if you've been listening to them, but uh, the podcast... But I have the guest pick the intro and closing music. This is your oh, favorite yeah. song. You told me your favorite song, and I remember it from a while ago. I don't really? know if it's still your favorite song, but it was "Girl from um, Iwanina. What? By Frank Sinatra.
1: Oh yeah. Because <laughs> was, was your my,
0: family's from there.
1: My my Frank Sinatra phase.
0: You don't but, like him anymore.
1: Uh, I mean, I do. I just haven't listened I that fuck much. With Frank Sinatra. I still like Frank Sinatra. I
0: fuck with Frank Sinatra. But
1: I just haven't listened that much. I've been. This seen a lot of Bob Marley recently because just he gives me a lot of, you know, just good energy, good vibe. Uh, he, you know, has a good message about, you know, against materialism. And, uh, you know, like his last words was, you know, he died really young. He died at 36 of uh, some skin cancer. And his last words was money can't buy life. And that really, you know, his whole life has really resonated with me recently and uh a song that i like to pick is called uh, get up stand up it was get up,
0: stand up come on on the floor like that <laughs> no oh fuck what is that song i'm thinking of
1: i don't know but <laughs> he wrote this song i just take
0: the lyrics and then sung it up. Pop, boy. Pop, <laughs> so, i'm gonna tell you
1: but uh, he wrote this song when he was uh, in Haiti, and he was observing like the the poverty in in Haiti, and uh, he was inspired to write the songs. It talks about you know people standing up for their rights. It, it talks a lot about the thing I was talking about earlier about how you know preachers are saying that you know you have to die to go to heaven, but like you know you can create this heaven on earth. You know we don't have to wait for the afterlife. We can't give away. The earth in search of heaven you know we can we can you know fight to make a heaven Heaven on earth and and there's it's you know a couple of great lyrics in the song there's one that says you know that these preachers don't know what life is really worth because if you know what life is worth you'd be looking for yours on earth and there's another one that says you know you can fool some people some of the time but you can't fool all the people all the time and i know those lyrics have really resonated with me, you know, just trying to make, create a better world, you know, where we don't have people going hungry. We don't have, you know, people going without homes. And I mean, even in Haiti too, it's kind of crazy how like the contradictions you have between, you know, now Haiti's really turning to like a tourist destination for, you know, for like the wealthy elite, you know, a lot from America and Europe. And, you know, while you have these like grand resorts with like private beaches, you know, and like, like, you know, these like beautiful, you know, hotels, you have the poorest country in the Western hemisphere. You know, it's, it just shows how, you know, like the contradictions, you know, and in capitalism and just how like disconnected we really are, you know, like I, I definitely, think, like when I went, you know, to the Bahamas, uh, it was March up, uh, You know up. I went there And I, I really did see, Like, right. like get we, up, we ended up In this like Shady part of town Don't And it was like You really did get to see How like you know You have these places Where people think It's like paradise on earth But in reality Like there's There's a lot of people Suffering In yeah. these places You know mm. And uh, A lot of these people Have been exploited By us And like you know And people should You know Stand up for their rights for sure
0: or right. this is a great conversation uh i'm really happy that you let me come into your home and do this this is great this like
1: a one-time thing no nah,
0: if you want to be on it again for no sure. i'm yeah. saying
1: like you're coming into people's homes
0: no no i bet everyone's have been at their house oh. basically for most of the part i mean i had a couple and then ace interrupted them for the most part but <laughs> when, yeah i i mean I, dude i like going in, i like doing it at people's houses it's sick like yeah it's a whole it's a whole like experience for me now but this is awesome bro I appreciate it you've been a part of this since the day one you, <laughs> yeah. were, you, were, in the, you were in the first series the, the series I, remember where I didn't even know what I was doing I was just making them for fun you were
1: showing me old you showed me clips of, of the democratic
0: debate <laughs> yeah I showed stupid shit that I thought Amy
1: Klobuchar beef with with
0: Mayor Pete yeah nah my main objective <laughs> was trying to convince you that Pete Buttigieg was a good candidate <laughs> And my evidence was because I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was in the past. But yeah. this was awesome. Peace out.